0: You are listening to Reach MD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Revealing Retina, presented by the American Retina Foundation, a charitable arm of the ASRS, the American Society of Retina Specialists. I am your host, Dr. Roy Levitt, chairman of the American Retina Foundation, and joining me today is Dr. Nicholas Zakoff. Dr. Zakoff is a partner in Retina Associates of Cleveland, the largest vitreoretinal group in Ohio. He did his retinal fellowships at Bascom Palmer Eye Institute in Miami and at Harvard at Mass Eye and Ear in Boston. He's a clinical professor of ophthalmology at the University Hospital's Case Medical Center and is on the board of the American Society of Retina Specialists. Today we are discussing flashes and floaters, ophthalmic symptoms and signs which almost everybody in our listening audience has experienced at one time or another. Dr. Zakoff, I'll let you go ahead and take it from here.
1: Thank you, Roy. Flashes and floaters are a very common presentation and symptom that we see in the retinal practice. Uh, patients present usually with an acute onset of flashing lights, and these are brief flashes of light which patients can see even in a pitch black room, a dark room, and they see also floaters, which variously they describe as spots, dots, amoeba-like spots in the vision, also flies, dots, circles, lines, clouds, and they all represent usually the same thing. What causes flashes and floaters in the great majority of patients is as we get older, the jelly, which fills the majority of our eye, and which is 99% water, but has a protein substance within it degenerates with time. And this is a normal aging of the jelly, the vitreous. And as we age, the jelly peels off from the back of the eye, which is the retinal surface. And even though the vitreous is basically clear, these minor proteaceous condensations cause a shadow to fall on the retina, even though the patient perceives the floaters being in front of the eye, they're literally in the eye. A large majority of these floaters are harmless, but we cannot determine this until we see the patient. And a retina specialist examines the patient carefully, examining the entire periphery of the retina to make sure that the major serious complications of this condition, which are retinal tears and retinal detachment, are not present. Usually, the floaters are permanent. They may decrease in size and shape but they're always within the eye and the patient may see them against a clear background such as a ceiling or a wall or the sky. And the flashing lights in the great majority of patients go away within days or weeks, rarely months. But it is important for the patient to always have this checked out to make sure that there's no evidence of a tear or detachment, which may need prompt attention, treatment with laser, freezing therapy called cryopexy, or actual surgery if it is indeed a retinal detachment, Roy.
0: Why is it important to dilate the pupil in order to examine a patient with these symptoms?
1: If the pupil is not dilated, the uh, eye care professional and the retina specialist cannot examine adequately the uh, vitreous, which is the jelly substance we are talking about, and certainly cannot examine the retina and primarily the peripheral retina, which is difficult to examine unless A retina specialist does special examination by gently compressing on the surface of the outside of the eye or putting special contact lenses with mirrors to examine the very periphery of the retina where these tears and detachment usually occur and begin.
0: If these patients are seen by their internist or by their primary care specialist. What should these physicians do if the patients complain of these symptoms to them? How should they handle this and what should they advise their patients?
1: The biggest issue is that the primary care doctors really do not have the means to adequately examine the peripheral retina and even though the great majority of the patients do not have serious issue, it is the rare patient which may have blinding complications of this and it's imperative and always necessary for the patient to be examined when this occurs, and actually even several times if the flashing lights, which represent traction or pulling of the vitreous on the retina, persist, and it is important that this be done
0: promptly. Okay, another question. If you see a patient who has symptoms of flashes and floaters and they've been examined and they are reassured regarding their symptoms and they call and say, doctor, my symptoms have been stable, but now I see new floaters. Should I worry about that?
1: That's another excellent question, Roy. And we always tell our patients there's five things they should watch out for. If there's an increase or more flashing lights, increase or more floaters, certainly loss of vision or loss of peripheral vision or a curtain, solid curtain or veil in the line of vision from any direction. All of these things may represent a retinal detachment, particularly the last three, but certainly the fl- increasing flashes and floaters may be, again, harmless, but may be also significant, and they definitely require a repeat examination by the retina specialist, Roy. I also would like to add that even though 99% of the time retinal flashes and floaters are related to the vitreous separation, so-called vitreous detachment, or occasionally tear, retinal tear or retinal detachment, occasionally they may be also symptom of other serious conditions such as tumors in the retina, bleeding in the retina, and other conditions, and they should be, for this reason, also promptly investigated.
0: For those of you who are just tuning in, you are listening to The Revealing Retina on ReachMD XM157 the channel for medical professionals. I am Dr. Roy Levitt, and I'm speaking with Dr. Nicholas Zakoff and we were talking about flashes and floaters. Nick, let me ask you this question. Most of the patients that are seen with these symptoms are older, but can a younger person experience these same symptoms?
1: The flashes and floaters related to the separation of the vitreous, vitreous separation, vitreous detachment, is a normal aging changing of the vitreous, and eventually will happen in all of us if we live long enough. On the other hand, there is a group of patients, particularly nearsighted patients, myopic patients, which may experience these symptoms at a very early age, which may be in their 20s, 30s, and 40s. And, and since myopic nearsighted patients are known uh, statistically to be at higher risk to get retinal tears or detachment, they should be also promptly investigated, even if it happens in a relatively younger individual. Another group of patients that is at higher risk to develop vitreous separation and these associated complications of pterodetachments are people undergoing cataract operations because the cataract surgery produces certain changes of the vitreous subsequently that may lead to this vitreous separation and those symptoms. And also patients that have inflammation inside the eye or have had recently a YAG laser. This is a laser that is done very, very frequently after otherwise successful cataract surgery, and if a patient experiences flashes and floaters subsequent to this, again, should be promptly investigated.
0: I'm going to pose a question to you. I am a patient, and I'm seeing you, and I say, Dr. Zakoff, all of the small dots that I had previously have gone away, but I have this lace-like veil over my central vision, that affects my ability to to distinguish an eight from a three on President Bush's tax return. What can you do for me?
1: Occasionally, when the vitreous separates, it may tear a small blood vessel in the retina and produce a thousand little dot-like flutters, which is actually bleeding into the jelly, into the vitreous. And in the great majority of the patient, this clears without any subsequent problems, but very often... A prominent floater which is the major area where the vitreous was attached to the back of the eye in the area of the nerve, optic nerve and the macula, may present a fairly significant floaters. Even though these floaters are quite annoying and most patients learn to live with them or get used to them, in rare cases these floaters could be fairly annoying, and there is a consideration at least that they may Benefit from a procedure called vitrectomy, where these floaters can be removed, but this obviously has to be discussed in great detail, understanding the indication, alternatives, benefits and risk with their vitreo retinal specialist, but there certainly is an option for those people whose vision is severely compromised by these floaters, which happens actually quite rare.
0: These floaters, are they susceptible to laser treatment, or do you need to do surgery for them?
1: People have attempted laser treatment for these floaters, but it is not really the accepted treatment for them. And if the decision is made, and as I indicated, this is a rare decision to do surgery for these floaters, then it has to be a surgical procedure, although this is nowadays a fairly straightforward in-and-out procedure in a surgery center or hospital, and the procedure itself usually lasts less than half an hour. And in great majority of cases, is quite successful. But again, I emphasize it has to be individually discussed because each case in each patient has individual situation that needs to be reviewed with a vitreoretinal surgeon.
0: The other thing I would like to mention, and if you could elaborate on it as well, is that a lot of people say that at night they see flashing lights, particularly if they look from one side to the other. Does this represent a potential problem?
1: Right. As I indicated to you, Roy, is that very often the flashing lights are seen actually better by the patient in a dusk or dark room situation. And when they move their head, which really represents movement of the jelly within the eye, of the vitreous within the eye, which sloshes and tugs and rubs against the retina, producing the flashing lights. And this is, again, a situation which really should should be investigated by a dilated eye examination to make sure that it's not harmless, as it is in majority cases, but in the rare case it may represent a serious problem. I'd like to mention at this point that there is other situation when flashing lights can occur and the patient experiences them in the eye, but they are not in the eye. They are related to migraine headaches, but the pattern and nature of these lights are very often totally different than the flashing lights with the retinal, vitreoretinal issues. And very often, the primary care professional has a difficulty differentiating between the two. And this is another excellent uh, role for the vitreoretinal surgeon to differentiate between two types of flashing lights.
0: And there is a condition called ocular migraine in which there is not a headache associated with the symptoms. Is that correct?
1: That is exactly correct. That's exactly what I was implying. These flashing lights, which very often are seen as zigzag silvery flashing lights, very often followed by a dark spot, called aura, migraine aura, and this it represents a situation which it is indeed a migraine, but it is not followed by a headache. And approximately half of the patients that have migraine episodes do not necessarily have the headache. They may even have nausea, vomiting, light sensitivity, other issues and those visual phenomena we just described. But these, again, are not related to the eye itself, although the patient perceives them as being in the
0: eye. Okay, is there anything else dealing with flashes and floaters, which is really such a common complaint of many people that you would like to add, Nick?
1: In rare cases, we have seen this being associated with vascular occlusions in the eye, with tumor growth, another rare, rare situation, but they could be quite serious, and therefore flashes and floaters should never really be ignored by the patient or the primary caregiver, and should be referred to a vitro retina specialist so the thorough examination is done and the patient educated on these issues.
0: Nick, I'm going to close here. This is Dr. Nicholas Zakoff discussing flashes and floaters, and we thank you very much for speaking with us about this subject.
1: It's been my pleasure, Roy. Thank you very much.
0: I'm your host, Dr. Roy Levitt, and I'd like to thank you for listening to The Revealing Retina, presented by the American Retina Foundation. For more information, visit us online at AmericanRetina.org. We welcome your questions and comments about this or any other show. Please send your email to xm at reachmd.com or visit us at www.reachmd.com. Our new on-demand and our new podcast features will allow you access to our entire program library. Thanks for listening.